This installment of Bach on Wednesday was prepared for release on March 17th, 2021, St. Patrick's Day. If you enjoy these podcasts, please remember that they are made possible by the generosity and the support of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, a Connecticut not-for-profit corporation. That it is a qualified 501c3 entity, a not-for-profit corporation, means that your contributions to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture are tax-deductible to the fullest extent allowed by law. If you feel like making a contribution, and I hope you will, please go to the Foundation's main webpage at www.ffrcc.org. Scroll to the bottom of that main page. You should find a red tablet with the word donate on it. Click on the tablet. You will be transferred to a page providing you with all that you need to know in order to make your tax-deductible contribution. I thank you in advance for your generosity. Greetings. My name is Terry Noel Tao. And this is Bach on Wednesday, for March 17th, 2021. St. Patrick's Day! So, I'd like to start out with a couple of recordings by a great Irish conductor, Hamilton Hardy. He may have made his career in England... He may have been knighted, but until he drew his last breath, he was Irish to the core. He also made the first integral recording of the so-called B minor flute suite by Johann Sebastian Bach. The Ouverture Number no. 2 in B minor, BWV 1067. You will note I said integral. There's a disfiguring cut in the opening movement, so it can't really be described as quote-unquote complete. But this acoustic recording from 1922 is certainly worthy of your attention. Please join me in rolling back the clock to about 1975, when I was the Laughing Cavalier. As the loyal listener in the Windy City would say, enjoy. This is WBAI in New York. 
I'm the Laughing Cavalier, and you are listening to the worlds of Bach and Handel. Next, we're going to turn to a very early acoustic recording of a Bach suite for orchestra. I'd known about this uh, pair of records for many years, but it was only when I recently acquired, through the good graces of my friend Tom Clear, a copy of this set, that I realized how they managed to bring it off. The Bach B minor flute suite, even with the cut of the Dal Senio of the overture, still takes six sides on 78, and I noticed that Sir Hamilton Hardy managed to do it in four. And I never could figure out why until I uh, actually heard the record. And then I discovered the reason. He makes cuts, and believe me, he makes cuts. In the ouverture, for example, well, why should I spoil your fun? For those of you who know the work, you'll discover what the problems are. For those of you who don't, I'll explain it afterwards. The flautist is Robert Mercy, and the orchestra is conducted by Sir Hamilton Hardy from Columbia Masterworks set number 13 from the mid-1920s in the Bach Suite Number 2 in B minor for flute and strings, BWV number 1067.
That was an abbreviated recording of the Bach Suite Number no. 2 in B minor for flute and strings, BWV Number no. 1068. Robert Mercy was the flautist, and the orchestra was conducted by Sir Hamilton Hardy. As it says in the brochure that came with the original set, in four parts on two records, Part 1, A, Largo, B, Allegro. As I said, I couldn't figure out how they crammed it onto four sides until I actually heard this set of records, and then it dawned on me. I mean, I couldn't help but miss it. They cut the concluding grave, the uh, concluding lentement in the ouverture, because after all, they're back in the home key, and it's rather like the first section. And that was the usual strange uh, rationale on these 78s, because in the entire set, the there is a uh, blank side after the uh, first five sides have the double violin concert, there's a blank side, which they filled with the air from the suite number three in D. I would have said, why not give us a fifth side from the Bach flute suite? And I guess the reason is they sold the first three records independently with the violin, con- the double violin concerto. Then you could buy the two f- the records that made up the flute suite independently, which is all I have, by the way, from the set M13. And then the remaining two records, which had the Bach Chacon played on the viola by Lionel Turtis, could also be bought independently. That's the only rationale that I can give. Uh, and that's the way it was, I guess, on uh, 78s in the acoustic days. And um, that's part of the game. Every now and again these days, even now, someone will accuse me of being pompous in my broadcasts and podcasts. I happily plead guilty as charged. But if I am pompous now, oh Lord, I was really pompous then, wasn't I? By the way, I don't say flautist anymore. I say flutist. Because the performers play the flute, not the float. Yes. <clears throat> now, harumph. Moving right along, I want to stay with Sir Hamilton Hardy for a bit and stretch the limits of Bach on Wednesday by sharing with you the earlier of Hamilton Hardy's two recordings of the orchestration that, shall we say, depending on to whom you talk, made him either famous or notorious. And I speak, of course, of his distillation of music out of Handel's water music, which he crafted into a wonderful something he called the Water Music Suite. He recorded it twice, first acoustically, 1922, even before he'd premiered the arrangement in the concert hall, and then he recorded it again electrically in 1933. The acoustic version one hardly ever hears. The discs are extremely rare. 
course, I have a set. And I'd like to share that 1922 performance with you now. Hamilton Hardy, the Halle Orchestra of Manchester. Hamilton Hardy's distillation of movements out of George Frederick Handel's water music. What Sir Hamilton called his water music suite.
historic recording, now 99 years old, can accurately be described as the ghost square on the George Frederick Handel Water Music Monopoly Board. Hamilton Hardy, conducting members of the Halle Orchestra of Manchester in the first of his two recordings of his orchestration and distillation of movements out of George Frederick Handel's water music, what Sir Hamilton Hardy called his water music suite. It was the opening salvo in the revival of water music by George Frederick Handel. As I said, the ghost square on that Monopoly board. There's a big part of me that's tempted to play the 1933 recording as well, but I'll put a sock in that and save that for another occasion. Because, after all, even though we are starting with a St. Patrick's Day celebration on March 17th, 2021's installment of Bach on Wednesday. It's Bach that should be and will be our focus going forward. My good friend, Schwan Castanera, fellow Rosalind Turek fan, is the Geschäftsführer, the CEO of the J.S. Bach Stiftung in St. Gallen, Schweiz, St. Gallen, Switzerland. Schwan honors me by automatically sending me the CDs of the J.S. Bach Stiftung's Cycle of the Bach Cantatas as they are released. Volume 33 landed in my mailbox a few days ago, so we're going to start off with that. And, for all I know, this may be its first appearance on a podcast or a broadcast. I do know that the J.S. Bach Stiftung puts up videos for the various performances, and that may be up there already, I don't know. This particular disc is very interesting because it is not limited to Bach cantatas or even to the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. And I'm going to play it straight through for you. The disc opens with a performance of cantata 102, Herr, deine Augen sehen nach dem Glauben. This performance is sung with one vocalist to each line. And those performers are Ulrike Hofbauer, soprano, Margot Otzinger, contralto, Raphael Hörn, tenor, and Matthias Helm, bass. Members 
of the J.S. Bach Stiftung Orchestra are directed from the harpsichord by Rudolf Lutz. Bach, the cantata, BWV 102, Herr Deine Augen, Sehen nach dem Glauben, opens the disc. It is followed by a performance of the motet Fürchte dich nicht, Ich bin bei dir, BWV 228, a motet that has personal significance for me. I won't bore you with the details, however. And this is sung by members of the chorus of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, and they are accompanied by members of the orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, conducted once again by Rudolf Lutz. Then, the first wild card, a performance of a composition not by Johann Sebastian Bach, but by Johann Heinrich Schmelzer, a great Viennese composer of the mid-17th century. This is a performance of his Lamento Sopra la Morte de Ferdinando Tre, his Lament on the Death of Kaiser Ferdinand III of the Holy Roman Empire. The Schmelzer is followed by a performance of Johann Christoph Bach's setting of Fürchte dich nicht, Ich bin bei dir. Johann Christoph, who died in 1703, was Bach's cousin, the organist of the Georgenkirche in Eisenach, and one of the child Sebastian Bach's mentors. And Johann Sebastian Bach always remained a fervent admirer of and advocate for the music of Johann Christoph Bach. The disc ends with a performance of the cantata Lobe den Herrn Meine Seele, BWV 69A another of Bach's, if you will, alternate versions. This alternate version, 69A, really is the first version of Cantata 69, and was composed for the 12th Sunday after Trinity, and first performed in Leipzig on the 25th of August, 1723. Now, in this performance, you hear as the soloists, soprano Miriam Bailey, alto Alex Potter, tenor Raphael Hearn, and bass Dominic Werner. 
members of the chorus and orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Switzerland are conducted by Rudolf Lutz. These performances all were recorded in concert. The performance of 102 was recorded in the church in St. Mangen, Switzerland on August 23, 2019. The Bach Motet, Fürchte dich nicht, ich bin bei dir, and the pieces by Johann Heinrich Schmelzer and Johann Christoph Bach were recorded in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen, Switzerland on November 22, 2019, and the performance of Cantata 69A was recorded on August 25th, 2017, in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen, in Switzerland. Volume 33 of Rudolf Lutz's ongoing series with the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen, Schweiz, Switzerland, Bach Cantatas, and music by Schmelzer and Johann Christoph Bach.
Locket, 
Wüsstest du nicht, dass dich Gottes Güte zur Buße locket, zur Buße locket? Du aber nach deinem verstockten und unbußfertigen Herzen häufest die selbst den Zorn auf den Tag des Zorns. Verstockten und unbußfertigen Herzen häufest du dir selbst den Zorn auf den Tag des Zorns und die Offenbarung des gerechten Gerichts und die Offenbarung des gerechten Gerichts. Let's go, 
That was volume 33 from the ongoing series of recordings of the sacred works, the vocal works, by Johann Sebastian Bach that are being issued by the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Switzerland. This marvelous series of recordings is available for purchase. You can get them online. They also have videos. The J.S. Bach Stiftung has a website, B-A-C-H-S-T-I-F-T-U-N-G dot C-H. I think they may have a dot com as well. When you search it, it'll come up. Just marvelous performances. What you heard on uh, volume 33 uh, were Bach's Cantata BWV 102. That was followed by the Motet Fürchte dich nicht, Ich bin bei dir, BWV 228. And then a couple of wild cards. First, Johann Heinrich Schmelzer's Lament on the Death of the Emperor Ferdinand III. Then, a setting of Fürchte dich nicht, Ich bin bei dir, by Johann Sebastian Bach's older cousin and mentor, Johann Christoph Bach of Eisenach. The disc concluded with a performance of the cantata BWV 69A, Lobe den Herrn meine Seele. In fact, you know, I don't think I named, gave you the title, the Incipit of Cantata 102. So, the risk of being redundant, the disc opened with Herr deine Augen sehen nach dem Glauben, the Cantata BWV 102. Now, let us have another volume in the J.S. Bach Stiftung's ongoing series. This is volume 5, which was published in 2012. Three cantatas. BWV 78, Jesu der du meine Seele, BWV 54, Widerstehe, Doch der Sünde, and BWV 63, Christen etzit diesen Tag. All three of these cantatas were recorded in concert in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen, Switzerland. In the performance of Jesu der du meine Seele, BWV 78, which was recorded on August 22nd, 2008. The soloists are Julia Neumann Soprano, Marco Otzinger Contralto, Bernhard Bechtold Tenor, and Marcus Volpert Bass. The chorus and orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted by Rudolf Lutz. The performance of Widerstehe doch der Sünde, BWV 54, uh, is a bit of a wild card, because Maestro Lutz 
adds a newly composed chorale, a setting of Jesum nur will ich liebhaben. As you know, the Bach original is three solo movements, aria, recitative, aria. So, you can decide whether or not you like it. The alto is Marcus Forster, and members of the orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted from the organ by Rudolf Lutz. The disc concludes with a performance of the Christmas cantata Kristen Etzit Diesen Tag, BWV 63. And in this performance, the soloists are Eva Ultivani, soprano, Jan Berner, alto, Julius Pfeiffer, tenor, and Marcus Volpert, bass. The chorus and orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted by Rudolf Lutz in this recording that was made on December 19th, 2008. Volume 5 of the J.S. Bach Stiftung series of recordings of the Bach Vocal Works.
Trachtet nur nach Bösen, der Geist zwar spricht, ach, wer wird mich erlösen? Aber Fleisch und Blut zu zwingen und das Gute zu vollbringen, ist über alle meine Kraft. Will ich den Schaden nicht verhehlen, so kann ich nicht, wie oft ich fehle, zählen. Drum nehme ich nun der Sünden Schmerz und Pein, Sonst unerträglich würde, ich liefere sie dir, Jesus, seufzend ein. Rechne nicht die Missetat, die dich, Herr, erzählt. Zum Streiter, zum Streiter, zum Streiter. 
sich nun heut das bange Leid, mit welchem Israel geängstet und beladen, in lauter Heil und Gnade, in lauter Heil und Gnade. Der Löw aus Davids Stamme ist erschienen, sein Bogen ist gespannt, das Schwert ist schon gewetzt, womit er uns in Folge Freiheit setzt. Oh, oh, oh. 
doppelt euch demnach, ihr heißen Anlassflammen und schlagt ihn hin und brünst täglich zusammen. Steigt fröhlich in
Volume 5 of the ongoing series of recordings of the Bach vocal works that are being published by the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Switzerland. The performances all under the direction of Rudolf Lutz, who in some also plays harpsichord or organ continuo. The three cantatas on volume five, Jesu der du meine Seele, BWV 78, the one that has the famous duet for soprano and alto in it, Wir Eilen mit schwachen doch emsigen Schritten. Then the solo cantata for alto, Widerstehe doch der Sünde, BWV 54, with a chorale added at the end by Maestro Lutz. And finally, the Christmas cantata, Christen etzit diesen Tag, BWV 63, recordings that uh, were made about, oh, 15 years ago, yes, almost 15 years ago, 13 to be precise, 2008, and they were published in 2012. Now, shall we have Volume 6? Volume 6 in the series also was published in 2012, and like most of the volumes in the series, it contains three cantatas. All of them were recorded in 2009. The disc opens with a performance of the cantata Schmücke dich, liebe Seele, BWV 180, a cantata for the 20th Sunday after Trinity. That is followed by uh, a cantata for Quasimogenity, Am Abend aber des Selbigens Sabbats, BWV 42, the one that has that simply gorgeous opening sinfonia with multiple oboes. And finally, a cantata for Christmas Day, the first day of Christmas, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, BWV 191. If you're not familiar with it, I think you'll recognize the three movements that make up Cantata 191. You will recognize them from another Bach context. The soloists in Cantata BWV 180 are Maria Cristina Kier, soprano, Jan Berner, alto, Julius Pfeiffer, tenor, and Fabrice Hayos, bass. The chorus and orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted by Rudolf Lutz, the special guest artist, the violoncello piccolo soloist in Cantata BWV 180, Christophe Croin. 
the soloists in the cantata BWV 42 are Ulrika Hofbauer, soprano, Irena Friedli, alto, Bernhard Bechtold, tenor, and Markus Volbert, bass. Once again, the orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung playing period instruments is under the direction of Rudolf Lutz, who also plays harpsichord. Continuo. In cantata BWV 191, the soloists are Gerlinde Zeman, soprano, and Johannes Kalschke, tenor. The chorus and orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted by Rudolf Lutz. Three Bach cantatas, volume six of the ongoing series from the J.S. Bach Stiftung. The cantatas BWV 180, 42, and 191.
kann hier vorn ein schön Exempel sehen, an dem, was zu Jerusalem geschehen. Denn, da die Jünger sich versammelt hatten in finstern Schatten, aus Furcht für den Jünger, so trat mein Heiland mitten ein zum Zeugnis, dass er seiner Kirche Schutz besahen. Feinde wüten, dass die Feinde wüten.
Bach's reworking of three movements from the Gloria of what we call the B minor Mass, the Mass in B minor D major, the Hohemesse, tickles my ivories every time. I love it when converting the Cum Sancto Spiritu, he had to put in those four inserts of Sicud Erat in Principio, a measure and a half each. It's just gorgeous. And some of the ways the words are bouncing around tickles my ivories every single time. The cantata BWV 191, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, for the first day of Christmas. <laughs> I'll always remember the first time I heard that cantata. In fact, it might be a recording of the first concert performance in the United States. The Bach Aria group, Bill Scheide. Oh boy, that one... He played it for me deadpan. I had no idea what was coming. Yeah, back back to the to the podcast here. Now what we've just listened to is volume five from the ongoing series of recordings made in concert of the Bach vocal works made by the JS Bach Stiftung from Sankt Gallen in Switzerland. And these performances are available on CD. A lot of them, I think, are on videos. I'm DVDs in essence. I think they're on some are on YouTube, if not all of them, but whatever. These are just just such wonderful performances. Don't agree with every detail, of course, but uh, Rudolf Lutz and the J.S. Bach Stiftung the various soloists and instrumentalists have got a good thing going. May it continue to flourish. The three cantatas were Schmücke dich, o liebe Seele, BWV 180, Am Abend aber des Selbigens Sabbats, BWV 42, and Gloria in Excelsis Deo, BWV191. My name is Terry Noltow, and if you've enjoyed this installment of Bach on Wednesday and some of the other podcasts that I've been doing under the auspices of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, I fervently hope that you will consider making a tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, which is a not-for-profit organization incorporated in the state of Connecticut. If you are interested in giving the Foundation some money, and I certainly hope you are, please go to the Foundation's main webpage at www.ffrcc.org Scroll down to the bottom of the page. There should be a red tablet. 
with the word donate on it. Click on the tablet. You will be taken to a page that will provide you with all the guidance you need to make your tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture.